it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Women Talking is over, but we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps Theater. My name is Grace. We're here uh, each day covering uh, a different Best Picture nominee on the Daily Oscar pod. Uh, I'm not alone. I'm, I'm here with my co-host, Ariel. Ariel, how are you doing? I'm good. I, you know, I showed up. I didn't want to be the only man here, but, you know, sometimes you got to be that person. <laughs> I, I, uh, opening line of Women Talking is over. I do feel like could be taken out of context. Uh <laughs> I'm not sure I love it. That's okay. Uh, of course, it's done. Yeah, we do our best to bring on some guests along the way. So uh, we are not alone. Uh, Latonya Starks is here to chat about this movie. LT, how you doing? I am hanging in there. Yeah. I am sad to hear that women talking is over because I, I am just getting started. I'm so uh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's done. We got one movie, and then that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's all we got. Mm-hmm. Um, LT, Aaron and I have chatted about this movie. We did, uh, folks can go back into the archives. We chatted with Chantel Francis about women talking mm-hmm. when it came out, uh, uh, in, in theaters and a wide release. Uh, but, uh, I'd be intrigued to hear uh, your thoughts before we get started. Just a reminder to folks, make sure you subscribe, push recaps.com slash movies for our daily Oscars coverage, as well as our regular, uh, movie coverage. But yeah, what'd you make of, uh, women talking? LT? Love Chantel. Glad that yeah. she was on here to talk about this movie. Um, so I didn't read the book. So mm-hmm. from the outside in, I thought that this story was set in a community in like the 1800s or maybe yep. the early 1900s. So hearing August speak about things like World War II late, and then later seeing the census truck 
fully blasting daydream believer I and the person speaking over the air horn, it was so jarring and unexpected for me that I did not know fully what to do with myself. Um, I, I love this movie. I think that it should be required viewing for everyone, mm-hmm. frankly. Um, the premise of it is just so shocking, but completely based in truth, which is probably more shocking, actually. Um, and I think that it was interesting that, you know, the women voted for the first time between three choices to do nothing, to stay and fight or to leave. And the line who sets us apart from those who get left behind, what sets us apart from those who get left behind is really stunning for me. And especially given that it is said by a child, like that there are children involved in this situation are, Mm -hmm. is one of the things that stands out the most to me. Yeah, Aaron, I know people, um, you know, often talk about this movie uh, being like a play, um, but it's very interesting in the way that like they kind of do some stuff in the movie that actually um, is kind of not impossible from the book perspective, but um, certainly the book uh, ch- chooses to tell you that this is based on real events and, and when they happen. So the sort of surprise reveal, and I, I watched the movie first, and then I went and read the book, and then I watched the movie again. Uh, I think it works exceptionally well as sort of to like shock your system that like, I I think that there's something about this movie in a way that um, feels very timely in terms of like the type of stuff that um, is in movie. I I talk about this. There's a few movies in the best picture race that I think are timelier than others in terms of conversations we're having. I think like the whiplash of that moment when you start to realize like, Oh, this is like so much sooner in time than we sort Mm -hmm. of thought. And we're closer to, this being a thing that happens in society. Um, uh, the book was written pre me too movement, but mm-hmm. sort of uh, the movie comes out sort of post me too movement. And I just, I really like that choice uh, from, from the movie's perspective to sort of like, you know, I, you know, it's a, it's a shock, but I don't think it's like, you know, shock in the way that's like wrong. I just think it's like, um, I think it's a really great choice to make you kind of think that like, this could be set whenever it's timeless in a way. And then it like confronts you with the idea that like, this is like 10 years ago, the 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. It's, it's wild to, to consider the implications of that. And um, like you said, and I fully agree, I was getting ready to say it does feel super timeless at the end of the day. It feels like it could be the, you know, 1600s, frankly, some of the stuff they're talking about, it's, it's uh, abhorrent obviously, but the fact that it's that, you know, it, it has this play structure and it still works as a complete movie and a complete like, you know, comp- uh, retextualization in some ways of our world and what we think uh, we're going to get when we go into this and when it takes place and all that. It's it's wild. And, you know, I'm really I feel honestly, genuinely lucky that I got to see this in theaters a second time, honestly. Well, I think one of the things, you know, you talk, I said like it feels timeless that it could be any time in the past. Then it confronts you with sort of this idea that like, oh, it's happening so much closer than now. Then the other piece I really like this about this movie, and I think this movie is pretty, pretty like sad uh, uh, in a lot of, right? Like the reality of what they're facing is, is a bunch of women who have been, uh, and almost all the women at this colony have been sexually uh, assaulted by men of the colony who the men are, have all left to go bail them out. But the other piece of this movie that I really love is the title. One of the, the cards at the front of the movie says, this is a work of female imagination. This is not exactly what happened and not to discredit what the women um, who were involved in the situation. Many of them did speak publicly at the trial of the men 
who are accused of doing this. And that's something that like would have been in the same way that like they need to hide that they're doing this. That would have been a very like, um, you know, thing that would have been looked down upon from the men of their, so, uh, you know, yeah. and so not to discredit what they're doing, but I do love this idea that like it's, it's, of the past, it feels like it's of the present. And there's also a way in which like it's depicting like what the future could be. I, I really love Rune, Rune Mara in this, uh, this movie, uh, kind of notably, I think I'll see like none of the women get nominated for any uh, acting roles. I don't know if they like yeah. split their votes, but the Rooney Mara stuff, I think where she's talking about like, okay, let's just pause and like, what do we want our new society to be? Uh, and ultimately them choosing to leave at the end. I feel like is such a, like, um, I don't know. There is this like, you know this hopefulness i think that's in the movie um that you you know you get the past present and what the future could be yeah totally that and the fact that the narration is clearly coming from the future as well um i and and for rooney mara's character there's just something that's that even uh, about her character that she's so light in the face of all of this. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. And I think that part of it for her motivation is that she's pregnant mm -hmm. and she's thinking about what the world would, will be like for her child or if she has a daughter, especially and what she wants a community that she lives in to look like. She still wants to have all of the kind of, I guess, trappings of this like very like Christian Mennonite community, but just someplace where they're free of violence, which doesn't seem like a lot to ask, especially in the 2000s. Uh, there's some other very interesting like changes from the book to the to the movie which we've talked about on the previous episode but I think one of them is the narration the narration is done by um, Ben Wishaw's character August uh, in the book and that's entirely like a mechanism in terms of this is how you're reading it he's the one who takes the minutes and so uh, initially they had done some screen tests with him doing all the narration and decided it didn't really work and so they switched it and they actually played around with a bunch of different people who would be doing the narration I think they landed sort of perfectly on um, uh, uh, Nietzsche uh, speaking to um, to to Ona's like um, uh, da child who's born at the end of the movie. Uh, that was really perfect. The other change that happens as well is there's rumors of a fire out in the uh, where they need to head, which is north. Um, and as they walk off in the in the book, um, there's sort of like fire. And actually, they did a, an edit of this film where when you pan up as they're leaving, they are that the, the fire element is a piece that's in there, and they're and they're sort of going into like dangerous and unknown and i love the removal of of that i think like there's a way in which like in the book it's like there's a little bit more like i don't want to say groundedness or realness but this idea of like uh, yeah and I, I i don't mind that idea of like okay the outs you know wh whatever we're going up with you know out there is dangerous and i get why it's in there but i do think like there's enough of that of like how dangerous it will be like we don't have a map we don't we don't know what we're you know all of this stuff that like i think that not having the fire at the end of the movie and just having it sort of be like okay let's go and whatever it's already has that sense of like that could be bad or it could be great what they're going to build that i i don't think that those are necessary so just some interesting changes i think from the book to the movie that i think work really well for like uh, a screen ad adaptation ariel yeah i i listening to that about the fire i was like i'm so i would have been so confused like <laughs> well, why it was uh -huh. like obviously in a book you have a lot more uh leeway and ability to to set a tone you know use use language to kind of establish the meaning behind something even if you don't explain it all the way um and the movie to your point it's 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 clean in the way that well 
it is very messy in a lot of ways that are emotionally messy and uh, still work. But I think the 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 cleanliness with which they make their choice ultimately, or or they act on their choice, maybe not make the choice, but once they decide what they're going to do, then they act on it is it, uh, works really well. Um, we'll chat about the end. Uh, um, uh, we'll do sort of uh, if it won, but I'm interested. LT, this movie definitely feels uh, like it was on the bubble. I think it was a little bit of a surprise that it got nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, we're, we're obviously we're covering the best picture noms, so these are good opportunities for us to talk about other things. I feel like Sarah Pauly definitely, uh, you know, in terms of there being no women uh, uh, nominated in best director, I feel like she was one of the people who was sort of like in contention and ends up on the, on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I think very interesting that like, I- I'm so happy that this movie got nominated because I really thought that like, you know, and there are definitely things that I think got snubbed. Um, and unfortunately I think they're sort of competing with sort of like in this women talking space, I think all quiet as well. Um, in terms of a movie, I know you were hyping up and just telling people go watch the woman King. Uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's amazing. Uh, definitely a movie that I don't know. Apparently, like Sony has been like historically who who made Woman King has historically been like pretty bad at like they don't get a lot of traction with Oscar stuff, and so there's some weird like politicking stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, there. But yeah, at least you know I'm I'm quite happy to see that Women Talking sneaks its way into the Best Picture race. Yeah, two mo- movies for me that didn't make it in. Uh, one being The Woman King, and then the other being She Said were movies that i was like oh well these obviously are going to get nominated for best picture like they might not get any acting noms but they they will get um, nominated for best picture and then obviously they did not (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so i was pleasantly surprised to see that women talking did get a nomination even though sarah polly definitely deserves a directing nomination just for assembling this cast of people honestly Well, what about this too? That they like they don't not not, not a single one of them. Uh, even of them. even they don't even uh, get uh, uh, Francis McDormand Francis doesn't even McDormand, get nominated right. for uh, best name in a movie in 2022 <laughs> for Scarface Young. Scarface Jans, as I have been saying it, Scarface Jans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great best best name used for sure. I can easily say this: best name uh, of a character in a movie that is never named. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think one of the things about this that I feel like if people walk away from from women talking feeling a little bit like uh, where it might is, is the is the play aspect that I feel like um it's very talky and that's a thing that I really love from the movie I feel like it's I um talk about the, how the movie I think asks sort of almost like unanswerable questions or questions that have yeah. you know very different uh um uh, answers depending on who which character is going to respond i think in terms of these like three families that are in the is it two or is it three i can't remember three um is um is sort of between jesse buckley's character and claire foy's character and rooney mara's character like they all have sort of these like different views on life for a variety of different uh uh reasons and so asking these really big questions like uh there's a there's a monologue from rudy mara when she's talking about she's like um why does the absence of love lead to violence uh like what why does that happen you know and like that's like what a gigantic question that's asking i think for some people it, it felt a little too like almost like oscary in a way like it's too it's just like trying to like you know almost like talk about things with that i feel like you know in a way like not totally answering them but i think that's like part of the reason is that like 
I again, I think like they're almost unanswerable questions um, that they're asking. So I I love it. And then the other uh, piece is that I do feel like there's maybe not as much um, Ariel. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, throw you under the bus here a little bit of like. Um, uh, exposition in terms of like who is who and like I I know because I've read the book and I've watched this movie three times that so, like I can tell you like the, the, the but even then I'm like is it two families or three families like I'm like struggling to remember um, that like I really can't tell some of them <laughs> well yeah you know between Claire Foy and Jesse Buckley's you know which one is you know when you're watching it it's it's which but there you know there is a way I mean and then the other piece that is really is kind of like the movie has been criticized for is the color palette that they choose, which I think works from setting it in sort of like feeling old timey and then like sort yeah. of like confronting you with it being actually something very modern. But um, I'm wondering if you make of these like critiques, Latanya, that like have been sort of thrown at the movie. I mean, as far as it being too talky, it's literally called women talking like Hollywood get on board. I, I don't know. I don't know what else you want. Like th there are, I, I feel like every movie that's that gets nominated for best picture is very Oscar baity, right? Um, and I don't think that this is intentionally Oscar baity in any way. It's just a collection of women who happen to be very good actresses, and they're talking about their collective future. And maybe that's what scares people is the idea of having too many women in a space talking about what could be, but it's it's just ridiculous to me that some of these performances aren't nominated and the color palette i think is excellent i think it is you know designed to do exactly what it does to did to me for people who haven't read the book um and i don't really understand what people's objections to this movie would be other than that i mean i think that the it's well written the cast is superb, and yes, it, it asks some questions that are not answerable, but so does every good movie. I mean, that's what philosophy is. That's It's asking big questions that don't necessarily have answers, and then synthesizing it into movie form is what we do all the time with every Oscar-nominated film. So mm -hmm. the only, uh, the only like really big thing that I can see being... Uh, an obstacle here is the fact that it is a cast of all women discussing sexual assault, which is something that Hollywood is currently and has been under fire for. And, you know, they're doing it in a very, in a way that centers women and does not care. Like they literally at times tell the only man in the movie to shut up because he's not just no see jesse buckley tells him to shut up. <laughs> it's true yeah but still it happens yeah hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, yeah, there are yeah. parts that feel almost like uh, Sorkin-esque, just in the way that like some of the dialogue is like, snapping back and forth in a way that for me is very effective and when when dialogue is this good frankly it makes me feel smart and that's that's something that i don't feel a lot of the time so i felt good <laughs> watching, watching some of the parts of this movie. movie good it uh lizard brain it is nominated for adapted screenplay as, as well. Oh. Uh, it is up against uh, All Quiet, A Glass Onion, Living, and Top Gun Maverick. A very Top Gun Maverick being, I always hate this, the adapted screenplay because it's a sequel. It needs to be in the adapted screenplay. Glass uh, Onion, section. really? Glass Onion also a sequel. It's a similar so. rule, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those nominees. I really, that's actually like, I, I really don't. I would love for women talking to win. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know which it of those can. are going to win. It will. Yeah. I don't know. It yeah, um, I also wanted yeah, that one. That one, I think I would probably like the best for sure. I also didn't want to fact check myself because I, I felt like I, I've seen this movie so many times. I needed to have it right. It is two families. Uh, 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 it is two families. The Friesens and the Low Ends are the two families in the movie. So I wanted to make sure I wasn't losing my mind. That it was like, is it a third family? It's only because Scarface John's character it, is like, yeah, uh, yeah, but she's <laughs> not invited also, into the loft. Yeah, it helps that I, I mean she's invited. She just doesn't want. She come. leaves. Uh, she up and uh, jans herself. Uh, <laughs> uh but the the uh the i think it might just be that i can't tell them apart and that's why i thought it was three families no it's uh it's uh agatha played by uh agatha played by judith ivy with her daughters ona and salome who are rudy mara and claire foy they're sisters and then there's loans which is greta and her daughters mariche and, and mayhall just about michelle mccloud we haven't talked about uh, at all i really thought her performance was great um the one who's like uh secretly smoking the whole time uh, she's the, delighted. Two, the two uh, daughters actually that makes it easy to track because it's like the 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 third generation so to speak of youngest women in the room are you can them you i could differ, differentiate them a lot easier just well but then as, there like, is a younger generation than that though then there's mariche's daughter oche and then yeah that's what, that's what i'm saying okay and Nietzsche is not part of their family. It's just been uh, basically being looked after, which is like way more explained in the book. Again, like I, I do feel like one of the things is not super clarifying some of this stuff uh, yeah. uh, in, in the movie. I think if there's like a thing that I I like tick points off, but um, let's let's dive into our memorable uh, moments. LT, we'll start with you. Which uh, which moment did you pick? What if the men who are in prison are not guilty? Mother. Oh, oh, child. Why are you asking if Dude, shush. We caught one of them. Ah! I saw him. 
But only one. Yes, only one, but he named the others. But what if he was lying? We must consider this. No. No, that is not our responsibility because we aren't in charge of whether or not they are punished. We know that we've been attacked by men, not by ghosts or Satan, as we were led to believe for so long. We know that we've not imagined these attacks, that we were made unconscious with cow tranquilizer. We know that we are bruised and infected and pregnant and terrified and insane and some of us are dead. We know that we must protect our children regardless of who is guilty. All right, Salome, thank you. Please sit down. So I picked a Claire Foy soliloquy uh, and then a reveal. Um, really just Claire Foy in this movie for me is my most memorable moment. But the, the section where she says, we know that we are bruised and infected and pregnant and terrified and insane and some of us are dead. We know that we must protect our children regardless of who is guilty. And then we later learn that it's not just she who's been sexually assaulted, but it's also her very young daughter who's only four years old, um, which is. Which is why she's it's again, um, she's uh, she's going to get antibiotics. She's like carrying her daughter on her back yeah. to the medical clinic. Um, and we, we see her daughter like come in uh, uh, into the, the loft a couple of times um, to come be with her mom. And that's what I think they also sing. They sing uh, at one point to they like do. calm down. Um, her daughter. Yeah, there's a way in which, like, yeah, all these people are dealing, like, literally all of them are dealing with trauma uh, because they either have been, most of them have been assaulted or, you know, it's a family member or, you know, a, a sibling, a daughter, whatever. And the way that, like, they're choosing to, as much as they, like, you know, specifically Jesse Buckley's character, who is so, like, the most, like, pointed, I think, in, in the movie, and, mm -hmm. and rightfully so, the other women, like, push back at her um, uh, a little bit. But the way that they, like, they do come together because this thing is happening. And it's actually Claire Foy is we see this scene a couple of times where she's she attacks the men in the in the when they've been locked up, which is why the men get moved into town and why the men are going to bail them out. But it's also her basically saying, like, if we stay, I will commit more violence yeah. is the, ultimately the reason why they leave, because they say yeah. like that's um, that would be such a sin. We, we need to remove ourselves from the situation as to as to not to make sure that like we don't commit violence against these other men and they're going to choose to leave. So, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like her righteous indignation about the very real attacks against women and children. is such a necessary response to sexual assault to show to people. Um, and her anger in this movie is so palpable that this little soliloquy is just like really powerful and captures something as difficult and frightening as female ra rage, but in all in one little paragraph. Yeah. yeah um, they're dealing yeah. with incredibly complex topics, as you already said, Grace, and and you remind me of like all those discussions about uh, forgiveness and if forgiveness is forced or if it's like not completely 100% meant or honest or true, then is it true forgiveness and is it worth trying? And, you know, the idea of like, we need to leave so that we can't, so that we no longer commit violence and keep our, souls pure is just so devastating and also kind of uh lovely and uplifting i guess to your point about how, how the movie ultimately ends 
Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things I think I was most surprised about this movie when I went to go see it was like how much like I I'm not a religious person and how much like I thought that like this was very effective conversation about like the complicated nature of being someone who uh, is religious, believes in God and this idea that like you should forgive people. But like what if in your heart you actually like can't forgive them? And at what point are you just like forgiving for the sake of being told you need to forgive rather than yeah. actually in your heart, like truly wanting to forgive someone? I thought that was like very compelling, like back and forth uh, uh, a dialogue. But I, yeah, I mean, it's funny because like you, you come into this movie almost thinking like Jesse Buckley is like the angry character and she is, but like her anger is born out of like having probably the most abusive husband of any of these uh, people, at least like people that we quote unquote meet we never really see klaus um but really like claire foy has the anger that like feels the most like uh, not justified is the wrong word but like we're completely on board with like yeah why she's like attacking these men why she's like so ready to just leave um because this is like what an awful thing that happened and, and when you when yeah. it's revealed that it's her like four-year-old daughter who's been assaulted as well you're like yeah Alone? We may need to protect ourselves. Where's Aaron? He's in the buggy waiting. You convinced him to leave. You may need this for protection. Did you? Did you have? Yes. He's coming with me. He's my child. Bye, August. Good luck. Please take care of Una and her baby. Of course, I promise. Wait, I need to. I need to give you some. No, I have to go. Here. Why have you got a gun, August? August. You have important work to do. You are the boy's teacher. But uh, let's chat about your your scene um, between uh, August and uh, and uh, uh, Salome. Yes. So thank you for telling me who which one it was. Uh, Salome. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a scene. Uh, you know, the scene is so powerful and again you know i love to choose uh, another time that it shows like a super a, a fairly dramatic moment uh but i can't i can't hold in my tears when this happens and when you re it's especially the first time you watch it it just hits you like a gut punch when you understand what's actually happening that august was so so heartbroken uh about um about uh una leaving and also uh just everything that's happened and feeling lonely that he would possibly take his own life is 
like an extra is is kind of an afterthought in 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 light of every other monstrous thing that's happening, but it's no less affecting. And the way he just breaks down uh, in the face of that truth that he is now being confronted in his reality and out loud by somebody else and not just in his head is incredible. It's easily my favorite Ben Wishaw performance I've ever encountered. I mean, uh, you know, I love him from the hours and or from the hour, which was a, a little show that no one watched. Uh, and this is, this is incredible. This is incredible stuff for him. Mm. I hate to call it the only guy, but uh, we, we have so many moments from, from uh, Salome herself that are great. And she's incredible in, in this one too. Um, it was really f like interesting being at uh, two Q and A's with Sarah Polly. One was uh, uh, at TIFF when I saw the movie for the first time. The other one was with uh, both Sarah Polly and Miriam Taves, uh, who wrote the book, did a Q and A. And there, every time there would be so many questions about August, and I could you could just feel people like being like, "I'm so sorry, but this is my question. I know it's about a man." And then, <laughs> and then, like, it's fine. He's a character in the movie. Um, was really funny. Um, but one of the things I, I love most about this, this scene is it's essentially a reveal of the, so there's this moment that I love when uh, Ona is leaving and Greta follows out behind her and August calls out, says, I love you, Ona. And then, and then Ona like kind of like waves goodbye. She doesn't say I love you back. And then Greta says, she loves you too, August. She loves everybody. And as they're going, and that seems like the fact that she doesn't sort of like reciprocate and, and he does like offer to be the father of this, of this baby yeah. uh, during the movie. And she politely turns him down saying like, you know, I wouldn't be me if I was with somebody and um, there, but the idea of asking someone to write the minutes um, in the, in the book, I believe uh, the women actually, he, he offers the minutes and the women actually do take them in the, in the movie, he says, no, like you were supposed to keep the minutes. You keep them like this is for like the future generation. Um, but essentially, like Miriam Taves talks about how like writing the minutes is actually pretty pointless for a group of people who like it's saying for the men, which like, yes, maybe someone will be like, oh, my God, look how, you know, look how like awful we've treated these women and have a change of heart. Maybe. But the women can't read. And so like keeping the minutes taking the minutes, Miriam Taves talks about being actually something that's like not really that needed. And I don't mean to like discredit August's um, uh, contribution to the to the movie, but Ona asked him to take the minutes essentially to basically save his life. She knows that he is depressed. Um, she knows that he has a gun. She knows that like he's unhappy. Uh, they dive in a lot more in the book about like his parents and, and how he ended up coming back to the colony after his parents had been um, excommunicated. But essentially, this moment where he's she's like, "Why do you have a gun?" It's like a essentially what the reveal is is that like Ona got him to take the minutes to essentially like sort of loop him in, make it, you know, have this moment. And then at the end of the movie, they give him purpose by saying like, you'll stay behind and teach all the boys. Um, so it's really, really powerful. I think this, this moment of like just how depressed August has, has been um, and that he like is given a purpose in this uh, community. And it's, yeah, it's really sweet. The elders called them evil. That's not true. It's the elders quest for power that is responsible. Because they needed to have those. Those they'd have power over. And those people are us. And they have taught the lesson of power to the boys and men of the colony. And the boys and men have been excellent students. Don't we all want some sort of power? I think so. But I'm not sure. But we caught them. We caught them. Yes, we did. 
Then why are you making it so complicated? This is very, very boring. We could ask the men to leave. Ask the men to leave? None of us have ever asked the men for anything. Not a single thing. Not even for the salt to be passed. Not even for a penny or a moment alone. Or to take the washing in. Or to open a curtain. Or to go easy on the small yearlings. Or to put your hand on the small of my back while I try again for the 12th or 13th time to push a baby out of my body. Isn't it interesting that the one and only request we women would have of the men would be for them to leave? <laughs> Asking the men to leave is not an option. <laughs> oh. I'd like you to imagine Ruth and Cheryl. No, no, not again. <laughs> Please stop. Blue Agagas is still taking the minutes. Blue oh. <laughs> is still taking the minutes. Sometimes I think people laugh as hard as they'd like to cry. August, you must think we're all lunatics. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, I am going to, as per usual, I am not taking, I'm taking a very funny, my fa- one of my favorite moments from the movie, and it is a funny moment, and it is when the women are talking, and specifically Greta is pointing out, like, you know, um, they're talking about what they could do if they stayed, and Greta talks about how, like, they never asked for anything, so how hilarious would it be if the first thing we ever asked them to do <laughs> is for them to leave? Because the, the idea gets thrown around, they're like, well, what if, why don't we stay? And the men are forced to leave. And they all kind of, like, find this ridiculous that they would ask the men to leave. And then I believe Jesse Buckley's character makes a joke about, well, we could just kill all the men. And there's this awkward silence, and then it breaks out in, in laughter. They all start laughing. It's like a fever dream of, like, oh, my, it's so funny to, like, like what if we killed them all? And then Jesse Buckley turns over and looks to August, and he's still writing notes. And she's she, like, can't believe that he's writing the notes of, like, uh, about killing the men. But is it that's so funny to her. It's not like she's mad. She's It's hilarious that he is writing, like, seriously in the notes. Then they suggested that they kill, <laughs> kill all the men. And I just love it. Again, this thing of like, you know, the moments where they sing together, where they actually do like care for each other, like that, like they could build the society together. This is what they need to do to be able to move forward. They all do like all want to be safe is like the, the, that is the fear that they have. Like even uh, Jesse Buckley's character who is like worried about leaving, like really it's like, yeah, she's in this awful relationship, but like, in a way, like her kids get fed, like, you know, these things like she could take care of her kids, which is like feels like she might not be able to do if they have to leave. And as awful it is, is that she like gets abused by Klaus and her kids get abused by Klaus. Like she doesn't know any different and is so fearful of what would be out there. And these moments where they like just come together, even if it's just to laugh about the silly joke for me is like the heart of this film where I feel like there's like hope in this incredibly sad film. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the it like you always say grace the it the movie kind of needs it it's a very serious movie uh in general but it's no it's no less it doesn't feel just like shoehorned in for the sake of a 
and you know a joke or a lighthearted moment to kind of cleanse the palate for the audience it's very much like of a human response to a horrible situation you know you find sometimes and i think i think it's even mentioned in the movie you know like sometimes you you laugh so that you don't cry yeah. and it's you know the emotion kind of seems to come from the same place sometimes yeah um okay we'll move on to the segment if it won um so latanya if uh at the end of the academy awards on sunday march 12th uh, the last uh, uh award goes to women talking for best picture how are you feeling uh very very excited shocked um probably a little tipsy uh <laughs> uh-huh. well that's separate any movie could win and yeah you know well having some drinks yeah. that's true um just like flooding the discord with uh clapping hands probably yeah. mm-hmm. i i mean if this movie won best picture given that it you know is this little indie movie by sarah polly that just happens to have the most amazing cast assembled this year other than the woman king in my opinion mm-hmm. um I, I really don't know what I would do. I think that my joy would be overwhelming because it would finally mean that someone was listening when women were talking. Mm-hmm. Men talk or men listening. Uh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Ariel, how would you feel if women talking won? Men listening is over. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, no, wait, over. no, that needs to continue. That, no, it's right. never. <laughs> <laughs> when the movie comes out, that'll be the opening of the podcast. It will be like, oh no. Um, I I would be delighted. I, I I might even cry depending on how the rest of my day had gone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a Sunday, so probably probably not too much of a train wreck. But um, it's you know, it would be one of those wonderful surprises, unlike you know, some of the less desirable surprises <laughs> about, at least in the category. Um, and, and it would feel like a vindication of all the efforts and certainly of all the performances in it. Since, as we said, none of them were, were nominated, nominated individually, but it might feel like, a uh, you know, an award for all of them collectively. Yeah. I mean, I would be delighted. I'd be absolutely thrilled. I would be incredibly surprised if only because I have to, I I think it's sort of like polling last, I think. Like if I had to like, if I was putting the betting odds, looking at the betting odds, like I feel like it has to be like lower than Elvis even, which like I know is like, Uh, doesn't make sense, but I do think like part of the problem. This is why we fear the Elvis win is because we can kind of rationalize. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas this one, I just, I, you know, it hasn't really won much else. I think like the fact that like, you know, I think that if it got like a Rooney Mara uh, nomination or, or like a Claire Foy nomination, even Jesse Buckley nomination, like that helps its polling but just the fact that it like is not really nominated for anything else um it really has had no momentum i think going in it, it I, th- I think this is one of those things where um women king i think really messed up in terms of um when it got released on netflix lt in terms of like you want to hit that window i think of like being in people's minds when it gets nominated yeah. um like i think there's you a know, world where like even though it was well it was a box office success like if you know the fact that it would be on netflix and you'd see it you like it keeps in your mind a little bit more so i think women talking hit the window better even they delayed this movie a fair bit yeah whereas like uh women but now i feel like okay it did it did its part in terms of like getting nominated i don't think it's had any momentum to like drive up best picture win to say that the studio boned the rollout of the Woman King, the Woman yeah. King yeah. 
is uh, really speaking too lightly about how much they messed up this movie's rollout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But if this <laughs> if this somehow won, if this was like the the you know the surprise of uh, uh you know of the year, it would, would be, be the it would be the shock of the year. We'd get I Francis mean, McDormand on stage. This would know? be the knee slap. <laughs> yeah, it would be yeah. A, uh, it would be like a warm slap in the face of like yes. Yeah. Something cool. <laughs> oh my god! But please don't let Chris Rock talk about it for another two years afterwards. Oh um, yeah. Um. Did you, did you hear LT that they have? I think I told you this, Ariel. They have a whole PR team on standby waiting. To oh see- yeah, they have like a special response team just in case Will Smith slaps someone. As if, well, as if they don't want speak. the slap to happen again. You know, right. as if right? they would like, be oops. delighted and we were really going viral to at this time. Sorry, <laughs> very like share yeah from uh from clueless sorry i got some footage i saw of the emergency uh response crew and it was like okay so when you slap someone you want to make sure you really get a good wind up you know it was like training people how to, how to slap other people yeah oh uh, so nefarious yeah um well that is our coverage of women talking lt thanks so much for coming on yeah no i'm i'm happy to be here to celebrate this movie uh it's a fantastic movie everyone should see it should be required viewing for everyone mm-hmm. i agree um uh what are you up to where else can people find you lt um you can find me in lots of places i am uh working on uh you yes what? you me what yes who you i'm on first yes <laughs> everyone's on first uh-huh. uh the netflix show um yes. That will have uh, part two of season four premiering in three days as we record this uh, on March 9th. So Marissa Garza and I are covering that. I am covering the final season of Snowfall with the We Got Y'all crew. We are your connect to uh, the Snowfall season six. Me, Mari, and Chappelle are having a great time covering that show. Um, You can join me and Josh on the Versus podcast where we are taking the last of us and station 11 two shows that we adore and we are making them fight every week and um Mm -hmm. i am also involved in the coverage of the mandalorian because the pedro pascal cinematic universe is something that i must always be a part of um so i'm doing the feedback show with dm philly and uh fitzy and yeah uh lots of other things to come but you can follow me on twitter at lk starks and you can follow me on instagram at stormborn 1222 amazing uh i am on twitter at high from grace arrow where can people find you i am on twitter at that other ariel all right we'll be back tomorrow with another best picture nom on the daily oscar until then i'm grace that's ariel and this is push recaps theater Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.